0: Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style so they stay frostbitten. Thank God it is Thursday, May eighth, twenty fifteen. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to the Cool. What we doin'? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop spot and on my radio. We invading airwaves. We're airwaves. Hold up, why them haters mad? Ain't us, ain't no topping
1: us, they be watching us,
0: we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. Woo! Welcome back to the show, people. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? <clears throat> Your
2: ass better call somebody!
0: Absolutely, people. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM and live on the World Wide Web at CFRE Radio.com. You already know what it is. Coming up on today's show, first off, we got to talk about this crazy stalker groupie that broke into Chris Brown's home naked. Secondly, we have to talk about Michelle Beadle and Rachel Nichols being banned from ringside at the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. And also, we have today's special guest. Her name is Arifa Yusuf, who is part of a nonprofit organization called Lifted by Purpose. So she will be here later on, around the 815 mark to uh, talk about certain things that deal with uh, youth, adolescence, or what have you. But before we get to all of that, you already know how I do at the beginning of the show, man. I got to get my weekly grievances out. I got to get some stuff off of my chest. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe! Yes, people, yes. Now, a couple of things. A couple of good things, actually. A couple of good things. Well, one good thing. Uh, first of all, uh, as many of you know, I was a guest member, a guest panelist, I should say, on a program called Open Gym After Show, uh, which details um, the, uh, I guess you could say, the ups and the downs of the Toronto Raptors. It's a docuseries uh, that follows them all year round, you know, inside the game and outside the game as well. And there is an after show that complements it to discuss the current episode that was being watched. So I was uh, fortunate enough to be a guest panelist on that show. And I had a very – Good time. Shout out to all the good folks at NBA TV Canada for having me. Shout out to my man Dwayne Watson, aka Sweets, for the hookup. Shout out to my man Akil Augustine for my guest of the show. And also, shout out to my homegirl Kat Stefanovic. I hope I said that right. If not, I apologize. But if I do, gold star for me. Uh, can't wait to come back again. You guys let me know and we'll make it happen. Uh, but if you guys want to catch that episode, uh, it will be on this Monday at 6 p.m on bell local tv all right so if you are a bell subscriber you will have that episode at your disposal and it will be on channel 1219 now secondly secondly uh, what i want to discuss right now is um last week or or no this past week rather um the met gala or the Metagala, Met gala the met gala it's just called the met gala uh was on full display this week and Beyonce came in a very, um, I don't know how to put it, a very eye, eye-catching dress, okay? Um, so she, she was wearing this dress and what have you, and, of course, the internet lost their mind. You know, Beyonce slaying them. You know, she's killing it. Beehive, unite, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know what? That's all well and good. But here's my thing. I respect Beyonce. She's talented. Whatever she does... It turns to gold. She's got the minus touch, of course. Um, I have nothing against her. But her rabid fan base, the Beehive, as they call it, a.k.a. Troll Central, I don't know, man. I'm not feeling the Beehive. I'm sorry. Like They're a little too over-fanatic for my liking. Like, there's fanatic, and there's fanatic on $100 trillion. Like They will go to Batford, and they will co-sign anything that she does. She can sit down. And do her, you know, do a number one or a number two, and people will be like, "Oh my gosh, no one does it like Beyonce." Beehive is in full effect, takeover. And me personally, I just can't stand it. I really can't because at the end of the day, she is a human being. She's a person. Yes, I know she's a celebrity, and that comes with like a lot of power and what have you. But like my man, like my man's e- EPMD said back in the day, you got to chill. It is not. That serious? Yes, Be oh man! Who we got in the building right now? Who we got man, in the building right now? You know what it is yes, Radio in the yes, building. Yes, you know what it is, oh, man. Invading.
1: It's E. Williams. You know what I'm saying? From Roll to Radio, of course. You know what it is? It's Cool Radio. Ah! You know what I'm saying? And what do I owe this pleasure? Uh, you know what? We're just here. I mean, it's a special occasion because you know what? You're about to interview Miss Arifa. She's going to talk about Lifted by Purpose. So you know, I'm just here. I was trying to do a little interview over there.
2: We see that. It was you know, a little behind
0: was, the scenes, just, you just know a we, someone, didn't, someone. we didn't catch it on camera, I, but you know <laughs> I, I It's see all that. good though.
1: It's all good. They're gonna catch it pretty soon. But you know what? Make sure to tune in, of course, DM cool on the ones and two selling business tonight, you know what I'm saying? Cool radio. This is where you should be every Thursday, you know what I'm saying? Eight to nine. Can't really be, you know, taking up the space. This is the guy, this is the moment, this is the time.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying, I'm trying. You know, I'm out here. You already know how to make you. sure,
1: man. Make sure to show some love to this guy, man, because he's been doing his thing every Thursday from eight PM, you know what I'm saying? So, without much further ado, I don't think we should really take too much time right now. We should give her give her the space, right?
0: We should give her the space, but before we do, let's yes, make yes. the people wait a little bit longer, and uh, let's cut you know to what? a commercial. That's true. You know what? You know we need what? to do that. We you know have what? to make them salivate just a little bit. You know, That's it's like watching it. Game of it's like watching Game of Thrones on right. HBO, right? Right. You already know what I mean. You need to take that to the next level. My man E. Williams from Realty Radio coming yes, through. Yes. Urban Tuesdays. Yeah, you already know. know where it's at. Ah. What, what is it, was? 10
1: to 12? Eight, eight, to 10. Eight, to 10. 8 to 10. 8 to 10, okay. But, you know, we start from 6 to midnight. So, you know what? From 6 to 8 is the black show. 8 to 10, royalty Radio. 10 to midnight, Overproof Radio. You know what I'm saying? Urban Tuesdays, 6 to midnight. You can't go wrong. But, of course, right now, this time right here, <laughs> DM Cool. You know what I'm saying? Cool Radio is where it's at. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard
0: it from the OG himself. (laughs) And with that being said, we're going to end that off on a good note. We're going to play some tunes right now. When we come back, we got my girl, Arifa Youssef coming in the building. But you already know, once again, some tunes must be played. And this one comes by my man, Big Crit. So we're yes, just going to yes. cool out for a bit and listen to this one off of Catalactica. This one's called Angels. So we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool, And welcome back to cool radio as promised I have my special guest of the evening she is the leader of a movement called lifted by purpose and their main duty is to help out adolescent teens with the uh, issue of mental health and awareness of such Uh, definitely a philanthropist in that regard and it's definitely great to see uh, people who are connected to the youth who are willing to help them to continue to grow and prosper within society and I am so privileged to have someone like this sitting in my presence right now. As my man E. Williams alluded to before the break, ladies and gentlemen, her name is Arifa Yusuf. Arifa, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming by. You, you ready to get into this interview?
3: Yo, let's get to it.
0: Let's get to it. All right, so first off, we got to know, how did your journey in philanthropy begin?
3: Oh, my goodness. Well, first off, I um, grew up in Jane and Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, at a very young age, unfortunately, um, there were some challenges that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost a cousin to gun violence,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I also lost um, somebody in my community that was very dear to us. In the de- actually, two weeks later from that,
2: mm-hmm.
3: so it was like two close things. Um, so, from a child that early on, um, I just kind of felt like there was there was. I had to find my purpose and like what does this all mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I grew up. I found myself kind of really just being open to like learning and wanting to, um, you know, just kind of support people like my peers at school and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then I decided I wanted to get into social work. (laughs) And from social work, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get into counseling and counseling. I wanted to get into group work and community work. And I kind of just decided to just tie everything together and start up my own organization called Lifted by
0: Purpose. Absolutely. And you definitely were lifted by a purpose, uh, as we can mm-hmm. see from uh, your journey so far. Uh, so that pretty much leads into my next question. Uh, what led you uh, to create Lifted by Purpose?
3: Um, lifted by Purpose for me was I've been working with youth for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the youth I obviously work with, I get to hear a lot of the challenges that's happening in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, I realized, like, a lot of them, it was just this feeling of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. On um, This feeling of, like, where do I go from here? Does life... Like, what is our... Like, what's my purpose? Like, mm-hmm. am I stuck in this moment? Does life get better? Um, And so just, like, kind of hearing them and especially, like, being in and out of the justice system, like, with them, mm-hmm. um, I really just felt like it was time to create something where I kind of identified some of those issues and those challenges that they were bringing to me mm-hmm. and my team, mm-hmm. um, and that we kind of listen to them at a, you know, like a lot of you say people don't listen to them. They don't know a lot of the things that they're going through. Meanwhile, they're sitting across from a lot of people that have experienced similar um, situations that they've been through. So I just felt like it was time to start up something. And obviously I went straight to the youth and I said, hey, like this is something I'm interested in doing what's your input on it, what's your feedback on it. They gave me their feedback, input, even right down to like my logos Mm -hmm. um, and stuff. So they were pretty much a part of the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, like, let's put in this grant, see what happens.
0: Mm -hmm. And what I find is that a lot of society tends to tune out the voice of the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, So in your opinion, why is that so?
3: I feel like it's like a old school train of thought where it's like, I know better, Mm -hmm. Um, you're here to learn from me, Mm -hmm. I'm looking out for you, Mm -hmm. Um, you're still growing, Mm -hmm. I'm mature, I know what's best. Mm -hmm. I think that's really where it comes from. And it's like kind of like a give and take where it's like, yeah, you have knowledge that obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. you should be sharing. But at the same time, youth have knowledge as well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are living in a society where things are very different than even the society I was living in. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you kind of do have to open up your Open up your ears, um, close your mouth <laughs> yeah, you um, and really just be attentive and, and, and listen to what it is that they're saying, because like they say, sometimes you know yourself best. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of youth, they really do know what's good and they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just being comfortable to open up and feel like they can express it without people shutting them down mm-hmm. and telling them like, no, I know what's best for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And to add to what you're saying as well, I feel as though the the adults that kind of fit into that category of what you're trying to explain, um, I feel as though they're they're out of touch. They're they're very Mm -hmm. out of touch. And I feel like that's where the youth can come in because the world is changing every day. And every little nuance, I feel like the youth are adapting more to it because their minds are more malleable, whereas uh, those adults that you're referring to, they're kind of stuck in one place. Like They're kind of stuck in their ways in a sense. So I feel like it's even – that much more important to listen to the youth if they are saying something that's vital that does relate to the world today rather than the world 30 years ago, for example.
3: Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And I feel like like that whole being stuck in one place is sometimes because they feel like they don't have that voice, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like once you allow them to be like, okay, you know what? Like I'm not coming to you from a place of I'm going to tell you what's best for you. I'm coming from a place of tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking for? What do you think can help you or support you in this moment that you're whatever it is that you're going through right now? Like, Mm -hmm. what has worked for you in the past? What is something you want to try? You know, Um, I think when we come at it at those conversations and in a different way, Mm -hmm. youth are like, okay, you know what? This person's listening. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is the potential for more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you spark something in them that they might have had because you see children. And they're so like, like you know, my son's here. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: and it's like their imagination, and and they're so creative. And then they get to a certain age, and you're like, "What happened? Like, where did that go?" Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like those conversations we don't have all the time with them. Like, what are you interested in? What do you want to do? Um, the continuous conversations, or or even just the positive reinforcement like i believe in you you know like hey let's figure out a way to make that work even if it's something you're like damn that's not gonna work yeah but allowing them to have the opportunity to at least try and attempt it and learn and grow from it i feel like we don't do that as much as we should Mm
2: -hmm.
3: so like, yeah i guess that's kind of where me and my my team members are Mm -hmm. we just really want to give them that voice give them and i know there's other workers out there that that um I've seen that have been doing that as well. Absolutely. Um, I just feel like with our organization, you know, we've worked with youth for quite some time and we're just trying to do things in our own creative way.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that uh, later on, actually. Uh, one thing I want to ask you though, is um, with the, uh, with the with, uh, teenagers, for example, they go through a lot of growing pains. We've been through mm-hmm. growing pains. We still go through it, but I think as a teenager, that's where it kind of, um uh, makes or breaks you in a sense and i feel like because of certain groin pains that they go through depending on how severe it is that's that is a catalyst for for mental illness mm-hmm. um, so what would you say in your opinion is the most effective way to deal with that
3: coping understanding what your triggers are mm-hmm. um a lot of times like we always like i know with my team and i even on an individual basis or within a group we always say mm-hmm. to youth like You know yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you step into a scene and you feel a certain type of way, it's like, what is causing that? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then they'll tell you, like, oh, I saw this man and he was looking at me a certain way or, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I smelt something and took me back to this space and time. So I always say to them, keep those things in your head Mm -hmm. like those are your triggers Mm -hmm. Um, and then try to figure out what is it that offsets that. Mm -hmm. So it's like what makes you, what takes you out of that moment and takes you into that space of peace and tranquility or, or that feeling where, you know, you feel that you're kind of in charge of your life and in charge of the way you want to see things going, whether that's playing basketball, whether that's going swimming, reading a book, rapping, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's for us, it's trying to connect them to those things. Mm -hmm. Because once you understand what your triggers are and you understand what you can do to offset those things, you're not allowing the space for that imbalance to always um, Stay Longer mm-hmm. than it should Right And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing We have a lot of youth They're stuck in that one sense And that's where the imbalance happens mm-hmm. And then because they're stuck in that It's like two weeks goes by Three weeks go by And it's not to say Some of us don't notice it mm-hmm. The question is Some of us don't know What to say to somebody When they're going through that exactly. Right
0: I agree 100% And speaking of the people Who don't know what to say Or don't know what to ask rather um, Many people kind of dismiss mental illness mm-hmm. as an illness. Um, so would you say that would be the, uh, the biggest mi- misconception of that?
3: Oh, definitely. There's so much stigma around mental illness. Um, and a lot of that sometimes it's, it comes as sometimes it's a cultural background type thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. in certain um, communities, mm-hmm. um, people grow up and they hear different things or they attach um, certain meanings to what mental illness is. Mm-hmm. Um, And really, I always say to people, the easiest way to break it down is just to kind of think of everybody is going to go through some stage in their life of feeling content or upset or um, in disarray. (laughs) We're all going to go through those moments. Some people might stay within a moment a little bit longer, right? Um, Which is why I said like the whole triggers and the coping thing, that's so important. Yes. Um, but at the same time it's like, yeah, that stigma is so real and it's 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 in society, not just from like things that we might have heard from like our our parents or grandparents or friends, but it's also in the media, right? Mm-hmm. We hear it in the media, people offset things and they say, Okay, you know what? Ah, the person's just having a moment, mm-hmm. right? When realistically, like if that person's having a moment for two weeks, like that's clinically can be proven to be depression, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I feel like that stigma, we really do have to start talking about it. We mm-hmm. put a band-aid on a lot of things, but yeah. if we open up the dialogue and we start addressing that these things are real, these things are happening, yeah. um, that's when we can begin to start coming up with solutions mm-hmm. in terms of like, how do we support people? It's not just an individual thing. It's a community thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest controversies that surrounds that actually is that some people battle Ah, uh, their mental illness with prescription medication. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your take on that?
3: On prescription medication? Yeah. Um, I feel like there has to be. I feel like pres- there's nothing wrong with taking prescription medication. I know some people feel some type of way about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, however, I do feel like there needs to be a balance between that as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could be on prescription medication. Um, but at the same token, there's still those underlying issues that you might be dealing with, whether yeah. those are your triggers, exactly. um, or whether there's, are, um, basically experiences that you're having a hard time kind of overcoming, mm-hmm. right? Which again, could be attached back to your triggers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you don't have a space where you can communicate and talk about those things, yeah, the prescriptions can only manage certain symptoms related to that mental illness, mm-hmm. but you still need support from friends and family. And it's been proven mm-hmm. that when you do have support from friends and family, when there's a balance between them both, yeah. um, that's when actually your are you the word? You're actually going to progress. Okay. Um, your mental illness, like in terms of your symptoms might not be as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have that support, you have people to lean on, you have people to motivate you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those things are important, and I feel like a lot of people think it's like, okay, you're on prescriptions, everything's going to be all good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it will decrease some symptoms for some people, but at the same token, it doesn't solve the entire issue, issue, right? It It doesn't solve identifying triggers and coping. You need that balance. You Mm -hmm. really do need the balance. And for some people, prescriptions isn't really... For them, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes, you know, like right now, there's like, you know, there's natural. There's a lot of people going, um, trying to find out, you know, for for instance, like behavioral modification. Yep. Um, there's different things. People just need options and mm-hmm. they need to kind of understand like, okay, so besides medication, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and really be open to talking about their doctor. And if your doctor's not listening, go for a second opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, ask a friend that might have a friend that's going through something similar And say, hey, what are you doing? You know, where are you going? Who's your doctor? You know what, what kind of medication may you be on, or what are um, you know some groups you might be involved in? There's a lot of peer support groups as well. Mm -hmm. There's so much out there. I just feel like people aren't aware.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Let's uh, lighten up a little bit. Uh, You did mention earlier that you like to uh, facilitate uh, Lifted by Purpose in in your own creative fashion. Mm -hmm. And I was reading. not too long ago that you like to infuse hip hop uh, mm-hmm. into uh, the program. So how how do you go by that? Thursdays.
3: Um so yeah, lifted by purpose, which is the organization, and then yeah. lifted Thursdays, which we're on a Thursday today. So right. It's kinda right. hype. Divine you know? intervention,
0: you know? <laughs> kinda nice to be
3: here on a Thursday. Right. um, (laughs) I was actually going to say that, but I was like, that might sound corny. so (laughs) Slow it down. So I like that you put yourself out there like that. I
0: I do it all the time. (laughs) Exactly.
3: But yeah, Lifted Thursday. Actually, this is the first time we're actually doing Lifted Thursdays. That's what we got funded for. Mm -hmm. We've done similar um, projects using the arts in terms of like spoken word and videography and different things like that and sharing stories. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time we get to like. Live it up a bit. We're using yeah. music.
0: Absolutely. So
3: Lifted Thursdays is a 10-week stress management project. It's um, catered towards youth that are coming out of the justice system mm-hmm. or youth um, that are living on the margins. Um, and the project basically is for them to come in. They bring their own playlist. Yep. Um, so that's their own music. So I'm not directing. My team's not directing what you're listening to. So, hey, if you listen to Mob Deep or you're listening mm-hmm. to Nicki Minaj, hey, mm-hmm. I have no say in add, that. Add a host. <laughs> <laughs> right? I yeah. don't want to know what's on your playlist. Yeah. But they bring in their own playlist and we basically get them to kind of identify like what their moods are. Identify um, what those tracks mean to them. Mm-hmm. And then really break into like how relevant that is to like their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, we get to kind of help them manage um what they might listen to on a day where they might be angry, what they might listen to in a day where, you know, they may be experiencing grief. So the youth have their playlist, but then we also help them kind of like look at that playlist they have and say, hey, is this playlist really working for you right now? Mm-hmm. Or can we kind of maneuver it into um, putting it together in a way that you think will best meet your, you know, like manage your moods? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the creative end of it as well. We have the mentorship component of it. Mm-hmm. So we have people that are coming, like you said, youth are always like, people don't understand what I'm going through. I don't have a voice. So now we're connecting them with people that have lived experiences and things that are similar to them. Mm-hmm. And they basically are the people that will kind of support them in whatever it is they need. So mm-hmm. if a youth is like, you know what, like today, you know, I was listening to this track, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm mellow, but at the same time, there's this other issue that's presenting itself. And, I really need support with that. There's going to be somebody that can connect with them, whether it's going to their neighborhood, whether it's them coming to our space. Mm-hmm. Um, we're providing the opportunities for them to connect with mentors, and we're also providing them the opportunities to connect with service providers. Mm-hmm. So we're building relationships. The youth are learning to network, but they're also learning to build trusting and meaningful relationships mm-hmm. with people where they get to share and they're not going to be judged mm-hmm. and they get to be open and we get to listen to music together there and create this really warm space. Because mm-hmm. if everybody that knows me knows I'm all about music, yeah, yeah. I'm very passionate about music. Um, and I, I feel like there's so many people right now that are very passionate about music as well. Mm-hmm. And there's so much um, science around the benefits of music. So mm-hmm. to be able to pull everything together yeah. and for the youth to be really optimistic and, and really looking forward to the project, along with many supporters... Um, and people even within the music industry very interested in the project. This is a very exciting time for us.
0: It sounds exciting. Shoot. I, I want to come to one of these sessions just to uh, be a fly on the wall. It sounds, sounds like a plan. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Lifted by Purpose uh, movement later on near the end of the show. But before we get to all that... We like to play some games around here. Oh, right? we like to, my goodness. We like to make the, the I'm not guests... getting
3: nervous. No, don't get nervous. <laughs> don't be scared now. Don't be scared. <laughs> I need to breathe. Don't <laughs> no, worry. We're, we're going to have
0: some fun. Let the audience know that you have some fun as well. Uh, so this game, I have two games, actually. So the first game, I always cater to the guests I have uh, in the studio. And then the second game is always a mainstay. So we'll get to the first one. The first one is called Lifted or Grounded. All right? <laughs> so... Here's a scenario. You got to tell me if this if uh if these scenarios have you lifted or grounded, all right? Mm-hmm. So, first scenario. Eating that less that last slice of pizza even though you're already full. Lifted <laughs> or grounded?
3: <laughs> oh,
0: oh my god. Shouts to my foodies, including oh, me. Oh,
3: snap. That last oh my goodness. Grounded.
0: It feels it makes you feel grounded. <laughs> yeah, that feeling of gluttony. <laughs>
3: yeah, definitely grounded. All
0: right, <laughs> all right. Next one: being on the edge of your seat of your favorite TV show, only to have to wait until the next week to find out what happens next. Lifted or grounded?
3: Oh man, <sighs> lifted.
0: Makes you feel lifted. Okay, it makes okay. you feel
3: lifted because it's like you got something to look forward to. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got something to look forward to
0: most Scandal. definitely most definitely <laughs> all right well real quick have you ever uh did you ever did you watch empire
3: oh my gosh i that man that was like a grounded and lifted like okay like smashed together
0: okay <laughs> all right then and the final scenario this one kind of relates to what we were talking about off the air mm-hmm. um persuading your significant other to do <laughs> something you want to do and they do it but with reluctance lifted or grounded <laughs>
3: lifted you feel good when you get them to do something like you you really are passionate about them yeah. doing and they kind of give in because at the end of the day it's like mm-hmm. they love you right yeah i hope they love you
0: yeah, yeah yeah i know
3: my man does you know what he needs to do
0: of course of course you know scary movies can be a touchy topic though i'm just saying <laughs> 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 all right and this next game that we have right here this one is a mainstay everyone plays it it's a fan favorite um and we got to get to it right now. This one is called I'd Quit the Game. So let's get to that real quick. You what? I'd Quit the I'd Game. I'd
3: Quit the Game? Every
0: second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right. Now, <laughs> oh, no. we understand that you mentioned that you have a significant other. Oh, no. And, and we, we understand <laughs> that. We respect that. But let's <laughs> hypothetically say that you are in an alternate universe Where you are living the bachelorette life.
3: Oh, no. You
0: are wheeling, dealing, kiss-stealing, jet-flying, limousine-riding. You are living single like Sinclair. You're doing all that good stuff. But there comes a time in everyone's life where they've got to quit the game. They've got to settle down in the nice house with the white picket fence, with a tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, all that good stuff. If you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Tyrese, or would you quit the game for Dwayne the Rock Johnson?
3: Oh my God, the Rock! The Rock? Yeah, man.
0: No question about it.
3: No question. It's also funny. What? Like, my man knows this.
0: Okay. Oh, he knows. It <laughs> so he knows the game. So, like, if he heard this, yeah, he
3: would be like, "Oh,
0: the Rock." And I was like, "Damn it!"
3: Yeah, man. I'm all about the Rock.
0: I'm not gonna lie, when, 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 when I mentioned Tyrese, you kind of, you kind of like. You screw face a little bit. You're like Tyrese. Like, like this Jane i I gotta put, light, to gotta wine, put like. my business out there. <laughs> Usually, when I say Tyrese, girls like, oh my god. But it's like, like I got triggered
3: because it's just like I've growing up. I've always heard girls like, oh my god, Tyrese.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, and I've always had that face because yeah. I'm. I'm like everybody has their thing, and I'm like, I don't know. I've never. I like Tyrese as an actor. I think he's an amazing actor. Shout out, you know, Fast and Furious Seven. Just saw that.
0: For real, for real. Um,
3: rest in peace, Paul Walker. For real, for real. Um. I don't know I love him as a singer But Mm -hmm. He's not my type
0: Fair enough I'm not mad at that
3: But I like The Rock
0: The Rock is jokes
3: I actually have something called um, Thick Neck Thursdays Okay And The the Rock is One of my (laughs) Thick Neck Thursdays
0: Thick Neck Thursdays Is that what you say? Yes Thick neck, since we're Thursdays. getting out
3: open and honest here, fair
0: enough. Thick neck, th- thick yes. neck Thursday. She says that that might be yes. a new hashtag. T-N-T. What TNT, thick
3: neck Thursdays. All
0: right, then, and with that being said, um. I have another hashtag later on in the show, which kind of like <laughs> kind of coincides with that. Don't even worry about that; it's all good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we still have Arifa Yusuf in the building, and when we get back, we have trip talk. But for now, we need some more Canadian content in our system. Shout out to everyone who's participating in Canada Music Week. Uh, this one goes by way of my man Neil Tempest, and this one's called "About You." Only on Cool Radio. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man GM. Cool! And this is Cool Radio. I got my homegirl, Arifa Youssef, in the building. Say what's up to the people.
3: What's up, what's up,
0: what's up? You already know. I having some good talks, you know, off the air. (laughs) Don't
3: share my talks. No, 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 no. we're going to (laughs) share,
0: we're going to share. Some good talks, though, some good talks. I I, I always love it. And speaking of talks, we're about to get to some more talks right now by way of Trip Talk. You already know what it is, man. Three topics, uh, and we're going to get to them right now, all right? So, first topic on the board. Uh, Chris Brown uh, got a startling revelation earlier this week when he found out that his house got broken into mm. by whom you ask a groupie okay so that 's not too that 's not too surprising, but the more surprising thing was the fact that she broke into the man 's house and she was naked all right yeah. not only was she naked but she actually Prepared some meals. She had spray painted some messages all over his house, on his bedroom door, on his kitchen, everything. I have the report right here. Um, So by way of Chris Brown's own accounts, he says, and I quote, I get home and find this crazy individual in my house. She had broken the hinges off the doors. She found time to cook her several meals. Uh, I, she wrote I love you on the walls she threw out my daughter's clothing as well as my dog's stuff then had all these crazy voodoo things around my crib goes to show you how crazy people are crazy and she <laughs> painted her name on my cars I love my fans this is some on some real real crazy-ish I pray she will get help uh, as I'm reading this my man E. Williams had to walk out the door because he couldn't handle this but uh, Arifo, what is your take on this?
3: oh my gosh this is what she gave me, right? Um, I don't know. I have like two sides on it. It's like one is like I never used the term crazy. That's just me. Okay. I don't that's not a word I use. Fair enough. Um, I mean, if obviously she's really passionate about Chris Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she cooked a meals. I'm, I'm like, damn, what did she cook? Did she come to my house? But I mean, like, it was probably uh, like
0: pizza pockets or something.
2: <laughs> no,
3: she probably she like, hey, it's Chris Brown. She probably threw down. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like, man, that's a, that's a deep one.
0: That, that's a very deep <laughs> one. I mean, I I know you have a love for celebrity and everything, but to break into the man's house, first of all, I want to know how she's even. That's determination, though.
3: But that's determination. It, it is, but that's
0: not a whole other level. That's
3: determination. I, I feel like she's got a gift. See, here's the thing with Like, me. she definitely got a gift because, I mean, no, no, no. But let's look at the timelines here. Okay. She didn't just break in. She found time to spray paint and she found time to cook. Like that's a real multitasker. We got to give her. (laughs) No, she's got a gift. She got a gift. I got to give her some credit because I can't do all of that. So I mean like she got a gift.
0: Listen, she, she found the time. Yes, but she will be doing time. No doubt for breaking and entering. No,
3: for sure. (laughs) And and I, and I, and I feel like obviously like there, we don't really know the whole situation and what it is. And, you know, if it is a, a if it is something that she needs some support with, I'm hoping obviously that she gets the support that she needs. But at the same token, I have to say my girl got a gift.
0: <laughs> she got the gift of Google Maps. That's what she asked. Because I don't know how she's able to locate nah, man, that You said
3: she cooked and she spray painted.
0: We don't, know and, what she cooked, though. we don't know. And
3: yo, she found time to undress and do everything all at once. Like she had a plan, you know, she had a plan. So
0: the plan almost worked. I'll say that much. But nonetheless, we got to keep it moving. So earlier this week, uh, Madonna was on a uh, chat line, basically. I think it was called Ask Anything. And uh, basically, people were asking her all sorts of random questions, what have you. But then once someone asked her about uh, the kiss that she shared (laughs) with Drake, okay? Now, that kiss made headlines all over the place, you know, Coachella and what have you. Uh, So someone asked her, is Drake a good kisser? Her response Oh no (laughs) I kissed a girl and I liked it.
3: Oh
0: the most backhanded compliment you could give. And then not only that, she also went on to say about the kiss, and assuming she didn't favor it, she says, and I quote, Don't kiss Drake no matter how many times he begs you to.
2: Mm.
0: Arifa, our boy is being called out. Yeah. What is your take on this?
3: Man My take on it is a shit It's not my business <laughs> You know what I mean oh, Like I... I feel I feel like That's between the two of them I, I don't really care Who kissed who And what that felt like The only thing You know I need to be focused on is Kissing my own man You know what I mean So There they you can go Say what they want Do what they want
0: There you go But like you said It is none of our business Right
3: It ain't none of my business As Genuine would say It ain't none of my business
0: Definitely got some some to that for sure, but yeah, genuine said it best. He said it best on that one. Um, yeah. My take on it, I don't know, man. Like, Madonna was a little cold for that one, man. Like, if he's a, if he's a bad kisser and everything, fine, but like, you don't have to put the man out on blast like that. You know what I mean? Like, you're 50 something years old. Like, you've already, you know, gone through your fair share, man. We're not, we're not judging or nothing, but at the same time, like, let the man be. And from what I saw, It didn't look like Drake particularly enjoyed the kiss himself. Well, I think that's where it's probably coming from,
3: to speak on it slightly. Because like I said, it's not really none of my business. But, (laughs) I mean, to speak on it slightly, I feel like it's a defense mechanism, right? I mean,
0: there's so much that came... Yeah,
3: of course. Yo, Madonna's an icon. Mm -hmm. You know, enough people want to kiss Madonna. Straight up. Mad people want to kiss Madonna.
0: Not me. (laughs)
3: Maybe not you, but like, she's an icon. Hey I was a Madonna fan I was voguing I was voguing all up in my house I just sang like a virgin at karaoke So it's like serious things So it's just like for me It's like she's an icon And it's like you're coming All these people in media Everybody's coming at her like mm-hmm. Oh look at Drake's face Ew like this kiss And you know there's all the You've seen the memes Yeah Right It's not of my business But they happen to pass by I happen to glimpse mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then I sipped my tea <laughs> yes You
0: it hard I at it hard Pinkies up people Pinkies up Pinkies
3: up And I was just like Man why are they Coming at her so hard Because I mean That's what, Like honestly I would feel a little bit bruised Yeah So I think it's like Her being defensive And trying to come at it In, in a different light Because at the end of the day It has been circulating The net right
0: True true um, But you know And I agree You know It comes from a de- defense mechanism Based on his actions But the man even said A couple days later On his Instagram That like to not get his actions misconstrued and that he kissed Madonna and he feels 100 about that. Like, he actually, he bigged her up, but then, like, she turns around and... It's an icon, James.
3: like, regardless of how he feels about it. Like, look at the bigger picture. This is Madonna.
0: Yeah, it, it is Madonna. And he was all with it, though. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. He was all with the kiss. But then she turns around and says, yeah, he's a bad kisser. So, um, you know I don't know what.
3: I think it was this, a little low on her I part. Think I think this I think. all... Let's just put it on the photographer. Okay. <laughs> I think it was just... One of those, like, angles and, and and maybe, like, I don't know, maybe the lens. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe camera just click, 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 and it just, bam, it stopped there. You know? Because maybe if we had, like, the picture that came after it, maybe yeah. it was, like, this emotional little turn of the lip.
0: Yeah. Who knows? But, you know, you even saw in the video, Drake was, like, trying to caress her hair as he was doing it, and she kind of, like, pulled the hair down. It's like, nah, I'm kissing you my way. My thing is... gray. <laughs> my thing is... <laughs> my thing is, Madonna is, like, a big enough star. She's, what, like, 56 now or something to that extent? I don't know. Like, her body
3: is, like, amazing, though. No, the
0: body looks great. Body looks great. I'm not even going to diss, this, but, like, something like that, like... If she got pressured by social media to say the things that she said on her on her mm-hmm. little chat line, she should just brushed it off. Like It's a soft thing. No, ting. for sure.
3: I totally agree with you. I think it was one of those things like you just got to laugh and be like, oh, my goodness, like this is just um, a moment to look back on and just yeah. be like, okay, whatever, and, and, and keep it moving. Because she is an icon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really look at it, Drake is an icon in in itself. He's he's pushing a lot of barriers other artists haven't been able to 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 do, right? Absolutely. Um. So when you look at it, they're both they're both icons right now. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that like something like that should have been on like, I don't know, some late 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 night show, like like a Jimmy
0: Fallon <laughs> or like. A, yeah, that's what I was yeah, trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Got stumped. it nah, makes sense. Makes sense. I, I hear you. I, I I know what you're saying. Anyways, let's move on now. Let's move on to that final topic. Um, As we all know, the big fight between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao happened this past Saturday, Uh, but there was a little bit of controversy that happened around that, not with the fighters in particular, but with the media. Uh, so two members of the of the media, ESPN's uh, Michelle Beadle and CNN's and TNT's Rachel Nichols, were actually banned from ringside by uh, Mayweather's camp. And this is in regards to uh, their opinions on Floyd Mayweather as it pertains to his prior history with domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a tweet from uh, Michelle Beadle, she says, and I quote, I, along with Rachel Nichols, have been banned from the MGM Grand Arena for the fight tonight by the Mayweather camp hashtag the fight game. And then Rachel Nichols responds back and says, no fight for me or Michelle Beadle. Mayweather's team told my producer the camp was blocking my credential. Now, there's a little bit of a runaround happening right now. Uh, and according to an article from Huffington Post and I quote Mayweather's publicist Kelly Swanson rebutted the claim that the journalist had been banned. She said in a phone conversation with the Huffington Post that CNN was offered one seat and it's up to the network to decide who gets it and while Beatle is a reporter for ESPN, Swanson said she was credentialed through HBO Sports and therefore allowed in the arena so my question to you in uh, your own opinion of course
3: mm-hmm.
0: who is telling the truth And who is trying to Manipulate the truth
3: None <laughs> of my business
0: None of your business oh, how, much, how much tea do you want today Do you want some Earl Grey Some green tea I'm a chai tea fan myself like, what, what do you like we, we got some stuff on tap I
3: need some strong green tea
0: Some strong green tea We'll pour that out for you Just now <laughs> <laughs> but For real though what's, uh, what, what do you say to this like, What's your general opinion About this overall
3: Man, oh,
0: man. Woo. Or better question, actually, better question. Let me flip it. Um, do you feel that people should separate public figures from the work as opposed to from what they do beyond their work? For example, Floyd, he's a great boxer. Mm-hmm. Should we be able to separate the boxer from the person who, you know, allegedly committed such crimes away from the ring?
3: I think it's a really difficult thing. Um I feel like we try to separate that. I mean, I want to sip my tea, but at the same time, it's like you think about things like uh, Kelly, you have Mm -hmm. the Chris Brown situation. You have so many things that pop up and it's like it's a difficult it's a difficult question for me because I'm I'm a person that is all about people have passed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those pass. Obviously, when you're in the limelight, mm-hmm. anything's kind of open, right? Yes, it's like you, it's out there. Exactly. And people that are looking up to you, mm-hmm. or people that are gravitating to you in some way, mm-hmm. they want to dig and they want to learn more. Yes. And then it's when you, when they come ac- come ac- across something
2: mm-hmm.
3: that isn't necessarily meets their values or their ideals. Yep, it's yep. a very touchy thing because then it's like, do I want to support that? It's mm-hmm. like I love this artist or I love this athlete, mm-hmm. but then I don't support this. And it's very difficult because one person can say I identify and I acknowledge and I love their gifts, but mm-hmm. then it's also acknowledging that everybody has
0: demons, so Demons.
3: To speak. We all do, yeah. right? <laughs> For me, it's hard as well because it's like I'm a type of person and some people might take it the wrong way, um, but I'm a person I speak honestly and, yep. and I'm very truthful about my feelings and yeah, I yeah. own them. And I work with a lot of youth that are in the justice system, like Mm -hmm. I've said, right? And a lot of them come from, you know, they've done certain situations that people say are pretty much Mm unforgiven, right? I'm a type of person where it's like, if you can come to a space where you can acknowledge what you've done,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. um, and you come to a space of wanting to move forward, Mm -hmm. I'm all about taking in that forgiveness. Not everybody is. It takes some people longer to get to that point, depending Mm -hmm. on the degree of what you're forgiving, right? But I'm a type of person where it's like people have a past. Mm -hmm. It's what you do beyond that. Yes. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, did you grow from that? Mm -hmm. Or are you stuck in the same moment where you're doing the same things? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I feel like that's a discussion we don't really have. And that's why I will do a plug in and shout out the FU project with uh, Tara Muldoon Mm -hmm. because I respect what she's doing. And I think forgiveness is also when we talk about mental health and trauma and all these different things. I think we also have to talk about forgiveness because. In a sense, we all have to forgive ourselves mm-hmm. for things that we've done, but we also have to be forgiving for others as well, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. Um, and I've been in, in a situation where I try to be objective and I try to separate the public figure from their past action, um, especially you know, when you mentioned R. Kelly, actually. I always tell people he is arguably the best R&B singer of the 90s mm-hmm. and one of the best R&B singers overall in history. Despite what he may have gone through with, with that 14-year-old and what have you, and even with Michael Jackson, for example, the king of pop, but there are allegations you know, towards you know, uh, child molesting and whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, we have to separate the artist and their artistry from whatever past transgressions they, they've had in the past. I think that's where we should draw the line. And then a lot of people may criticize that and say that we're apologists because of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's all about being objective. And you can't just say, no, I don't like his art because of what he did. That has nothing to do with his art. So I think people need to be objective in that regard. Do I like Floyd Mayweather? We're talking about gifts again. Yeah, We are. Yes, absolutely. The gift of giving, right? Um, Do I like Floyd Mayweather personally? I don't. But do I think he's a great boxer? Yes. I just don't like his attitude. But, hey, it is what it is, right? But anyways... um, Earlier in the show, you did mention uh, your little TNT hashtag. Um, (laughs) We have a little hashtag over here called TBT, and that's Throwback Thursday. So with that being said, let's drop the jock for that. You already know, people. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you want to hear for Throwback Thursday. And we always like to go back to like the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s, et etc. Et and since Mother's Day is so close, I figure why not play a timeless hip-hop classic that is an ode to all the mothers out there, single, married, divorced, whatever the case may be. And this one right here uh, is definitely an all-time classic. This one is from my man Tupac Shakur, and this is Dear Mama. So when we come back... We do have the Wankster of the Week, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassing and man, me. Uh, this is your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. J-Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in
3: Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. is an amazing interview. Yay. I
0: had an amazing
3: experience. Oh. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had
0: ever. Stay tuned for the hottest news.
1: Hip-hop,
0: and entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout-out to DM Cool, good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Ooh. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Real talk nonstop. Shout out to my homegirl, Arifa Youssef. She is in the building right now. Um, And we are about to get to that topic that you all know and love. Ladies and gentlemen, who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame? Who is the king of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the coveted, award-winning Segment that I like to call Wankster of the Week. So let's drop that real quick. You
2: wankster you
0: need to stop of the Week goes to none other than former Kentucky player who goes by the name or who formerly went by the name of Willie Cauley-Stein, all right? Now, this young man is getting the Wankster of the Week, and you're probably asking yourself why he's getting the Wankster of the Week. He's getting it because he decided to legally change his name. And you know what? All power to him. You can do whatever you want after you're 21. However, his choice of name changing is questionable to say the least. The young man in question decided to change his name from Willie Colley Stein to Willie Trill Colley Stein. Now, for those of you who are wondering... You guys have probably heard the word Trill before and what have you. It's a popular term in hip-hop, which is a combination of true and real. Now, his explanation um, that was actually uh, dissertated by his mother, actually, uh, was that, quote-unquote, Trill is the nickname his boys call him. Now, I go by many nicknames. I go by DM, D, uh, Mr. Cool, coolest on the scene. I even give my own my own self the nickname of Mr. Sass McGrath. And of course, I give myself the name DM Cool. But I am not gonna go to a legislator within Ontario and tell the Canadian government to change my name to DM Cool or any of the above names that I have mentioned. No, I'm going to keep it as Daniel Mante because at the end of the day, I have a title to live up to. Alright? Now. Mind you, it is a middle name, and I get it. And there have been worse names out there, like 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 World Be Free or Metal World Peace or something like that. But nonetheless, I'm not going to give this any slack. Young man, you are 21 uh, years of age, and even though you are young, you are still an adult. Why would you have the name Trill as your middle name? Like I can only I can honestly hear like dudes like Young Jeezy and Bum B shouting out Trill. I, you're giving me that look. It's all good. But it, it, I. I have no words for it. Why Trill? Why? Why, 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 not, why not Bill? Bill's a real name. Change your name to Bill. Why not Will? There's, there's been plenty of great Wills. Will Smith. Wilt the Stilt. Well, that's Wilt. But nonetheless, it, it's W-I-L. There's still a Will in there. Um, Will, Willie Mays. I mean, something. But, but thank you, Willie Nelson. <laughs> Woo! But why would you name yourself Trill. It, 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 and the thing that scares me the most is—is is he gonna name his child Trill Junior? <laughs> Trill Trill Collie whatever Collie cauliflower Junior? Like, is that what's gonna happen? I have no further words for this. I I, I can't make I can't make any I can't I, I can't I just can't. Um, you need to
3: breathe. You seem a little
0: stressed. I am a little stressed right now. I I really am. Um, yeah, Ush! Indeed. He's going to get drafted this year, and I want to know which one of the commentators is going to call him by Trill. Will it be Bill Simmons? Will it be Stephen A. Smith? Will it be Hubie Brown? I want to know who is going to call him Trill, because guaranteed that will come up when his name is being It could be Adam Silver, for God's sakes. We don't know. And with the first pick in the NBA draft, the New York Knicks select... Willie Trill Stein of University of Kentucky, who just recently changed his name to Trill, and they're going to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. Do you deserve this winks to Trill? Of course you do, because you changing your name to Trill was not Trill at all. And with that being said, it's time to drop it one more time for the good people listening at home and for the people in the studio right now. You were a and you need to stop trying. I like it. I had to breathe. I had to breathe for that moment. Um, Arifa, <laughs> your take if you have one on this. I like
3: the I like the middle name chill.
0: But don't why give me
3: that look? What what's that poem? What is in a name? I... That poem, and it's like, what is in a name by any flower and all that other stuff. I don't know. Like I just I feel, feel, feel like hope. if that was what makes you happy, and you know, you want to be called chill, and it makes you feel good, then. And let you be called
0: chill Yeah exactly don't, don't just be like oh um, You know I'm going to legally but change my name. chill But he Trill. wanted
3: to do like, you know, like he'll be 65 and he'll be like you know what I really wanted to call myself chill And now he had the opportunity to do it It's so like he could change it back if he wants to
0: You know what This is like getting like, like, a, like a dumb tattoo And like 20 years later You're looking back and you're like Why the hell did I get this tattoo? And you're looking at it and your skin's all wrinkly and you're pulling it back to just remind yourself like how stupid of a tattoo you got. But
3: it's a memory. It's something you could talk about and share a story about.
0: You know you have to pay money to change your name, right? Like, I wonder yeah. how much money this guy paid to change his name. This guy probably took some money out of his grant or his tuition from Sally Mae just to change his name. When that but that that's kind of
3: like saying like you have people that get married and then they change their last names and then people will be like, man like why would you change your last name to that it's like look like meet the fuckers okay perfect it, example but, right okay but, perfect example though first and foremost so that's it's a like, movie Secondly, it don't matter it could be real it could be it's someone like seriously like if i love somebody in there like you know what you're gonna be a Reefa Focker. Do you know what I'm saying? Like
0: Yeah, but again, that's tradition. I can understand that. Besides, oh! who wants to name their child Trill? That's like naming your kid Dick Johnson. You're going to name your kid Dick Johnson? That's, Maybe Dick Johnson helped somebody. But that's too...
3: Like, Maybe he was a great ice cream man. Who knows? Listen,
0: that's... <laughs> That oh no. Oh my gosh, this guy. That's like no. That's like two penis references in one go. Like Dick Johnson, you may as well be a porn star. You're basically telling your child, you will be a porn star as soon as you hit 18. You're creating that destiny for him. And he is going to outdate himself because that's like me me, me being born in like 1980-something and my dad naming me Yo. You know what I mean? Because yo was a popular term back in the eighties. But what if
3: yo was like a Mahatma Gandhi? Would you feel different?
0: Okay, but Mahatma Gandhi ah, but would you though. feel?
3: But would you feel different? Well,
0: oh, you mean like like if he turned out to be Mahatma Gandhi the person?
3: Yeah, like what if yo was really. Like somebody like a Mahatma Gandhi, wouldn't you feel privileged to be called
0: Yo? Okay, but here's the thing, though. If you have a questionable name like that, you have to go leaps and bounds in terms of what you want to do as a career for yourself. Because at the end of the day, people will tease you for that name. But if you have like, a strong legacy to back that, it's like, okay, we can give Yo a pass. <laughs> you know, There's a cello style in China named Yo-Yo Ma, but that is a, that's a cultural name, though. That's a cultural name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's a great celloist, one of the greatest musicians of his era. So he lived up to the name Rudy Gay. His last name is Gay. But he is a – perennial, not an all-star, but like he's a very notable NBA player. So he lived up to kids teasing him, calling him Gay, 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 or whatever, right? Um, and but he wanted- then
3: he could take that name and flip it and adjust bullying and, and, and say, you know what? Like what is in that name? And then that starts a conversation.
0: Which is true, which right? is true. And then you have, you know, if you want to go into film, for for example, in the movie He Got Game, the lead character was uh, a man by the name of Jesus Shuttlesworth, who was played by Ray Allen. His name is Jesus, mm-hmm. and he has to live up to that. And in the movie, he did because he was one of the most highly sought out basketball players in the country, and everybody was going to wonder what's he going to what's what's he going to do next, yada yada yada. But anyways, I'm just saying, don't you just don't your... like the name Trill. No, like as a nickname, cool. But don't legally change your name you to Trill. You can't. You can't. You
3: can't can't do that to the man. If the man wants to name himself chill. let the man name himself chill. It, it, is it hurting you? Because it looks like it's hurting you. It's just the common. Like it looks like it's, it's hurting
0: It's the common you. sense factor of it all. I mean, thank goodness he didn't change, his, change it to his, like his, his uh, first name. It's just a middle name, which is okay, I guess. But, but it's the
3: middle name. Like, how many people reference their middle name, though?
0: Uh, quite a few people do, actually. My dad does all the time.
3: He must have a strong middle name because he probably doesn't like his first
0: name. No, he likes his first name, but, like, I don't know. I guess because he's in the Western world because he grew up, he grew <laughs> up in is Africa. This a big forward.
3: answer, eh? No, it's
0: true, though. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just giving you the real shoe. Don't, don't judge me. <laughs>
3: well, maybe, you, maybe we need Trill up in the building. We need him at Cool Radio Had had this discussion. Possibly. Like, why do you call yourself Joe? Why did you want to call yourself
0: you know, what, we'll interview him after he gets drafted so that we get more and more listens and stuff like that, you know, what <laughs> have you. And he'll probably get drafted by the Knicks, who really suck right now. Shouts to Carmelo Anthony. Not really. But anyways. Oh. But anyways. There <laughs>
3: must be a sound <laughs> for that. <laughs> I knew
0: it. There, there we go. There we go. Anyways, uh, before we wrap up, Arifa, uh, where can people get more information about Lifted by Purpose?
3: We are on social media, so our Lifted by Purpose is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So you can hit us up on one of those. You can ask questions. If you want to like, hit me up about anything you heard in the interview today, definitely. Mm-hmm. You can hit us up if you want to email. It's liftedbypurpose at gmail.com. But our Instagram right now is really popping. We put a lot of lyrics on there. We, you know, So if you're an artist and you feel like you have lyrics you want to see posted on our Instagram page, mm-hmm. for sure, reach out to us and we'll see if we can put it up there.
0: And that's what's up. Arifa, thank you for coming through. You're welcome to come by anytime. Just hit me up and we'll make it happen. Yes, yes. Uh, thank no, you. Right. Thanks
3: for having me.
0: No problem. And ladies and gentlemen, on next week's show, we have up and coming pop sensation goes by the name of Anastasia. She will be in the building talking about CMW and her latest work. Um, Y'all can hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool and specifically on the show at cool underscore radio. I know there have been a little bit of delays as far as video clips have gone um, but we will be posting them up shortly. Um, So you can subscribe to us on YouTube at cool underscore radio. You can catch all full podcasts of cool radio on SoundCloud at cool underscore radio and they are now downloadable as well so you don't have to be killing your data listening to it for an hour so if you're on the road and what have you but anyways for now that is my time uh, once again gotta give a big shout out to NBA TV Canada for having me on uh, Open Gym after show uh, earlier today so thank you very much shout out to Duane. thank you thank you shout out to Duane. shout out to Kat shout out to kill you already know how we do and um, ladies and gentlemen we are out uh, keep it gravy and wavy we will see you next week peace <laughs>